When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Welcome to the Sportive. It is not a nice guys episode for once. It's a. Yes. What did we decide you and I are? Do the outstate guys? Oh, uh, the outstate guys. Outstate yeah. Minnesota. This is the Greater Minnesota podcast. Yes. Greater Minnesota people who live in the Twin Cities and still call it the cities. The city, yeah, yeah. Six one, we 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 get mad at six one tours. That's for, right for talking bad about our way of and life. all their road construction. Our, our, our God fearing way of living. <laughs> we are. Stu is now a St. Paul resident. Welcome to welcome to the East Metro, Stu. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast, Stu. Welcome I back we to were, the podcast. We were talking in the green room beforehand. Um, I have not been on the show, I think, since mid-July because <laughs> I've been moving from my house of 20 years and my uh, hometown of 30 years to uh, St. Paul because uh, we, my wife, Mandy, and I both had to commute last year for the first time to our jobs in the metro area. Which, from St. Cloud <laughs> to the metro area <clears throat> in the wintertime, if there's any snowflakes coming down, it's the all. equivalent of yeah. driving across the Gobi Desert on a camel. Correct. And I guess you wouldn't drive a camel. You would yeah, ride a camel. Only, only you may also die. Yes. Because at least the camels are liable. And if you have enough water, <laughs> you're probably okay. But uh, yeah, it's normally between like a three hours total everyday commute. And then if you throw weather in, it gets to be four and five hours per day. Genuinely awful. Awful. And uh, we wanted to let our youngest daughter, Piper, finish high school wherever she wanted to. And, um, after we, we came back to her after her uh, freshman year in St. Cloud and she was willing to <laughs> showed you, showed her the odometers. on we, your showed, cars. <laughs> we, we, we literally would have had to have bought another car. One right. of our cars was, was, I have put over 140,000 miles on my car since starting at NPR in 2014 Holy and God. working at Surly since 2016. So the guys at the oil change place know you by your oh first Oh my name. god, Snappy Lube. I have I am <laughs> moving out of St. Louis. They might go under actually. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I'd go get that oil change really quick. They've been here. they bought a boat listening to this. Um they, all those boat payments are suddenly <laughs> in danger. Yeah, so we uh found, she found a really good high school. I think people who've listened to this podcast long enough know she's kind of an artsy uh really Yeah, because uh, you've been at a dance competition at a, every weekend for the last yeah, so 400,000 We, we found a, a really good public art school for her in downtown St. Paul, so uh, we moved to downtown St. Paul. We live in a very nice building. Um, John likes it. Uh, Brandon's sister-in-law used to live here. It's genuinely a luxury hotel. It feels like it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's my sixth day here. It still feels like I should, you know, be looking for the free breakfast bar. <laughs> right, like, like where's where's the waffle maker? We we're in a we're in a club room. There's a pool table over there. Mm-hmm. There's a shuffleboard table over there. 
I think I see old regular original Pac-Man over there. Original Pac-Man and a golden tea machine. And if you go out, look out the window, you can see the pool and the uh, community grill. Someone is, I think, making. I assume they're like you know they're grilling a squirrel they stunned with a frying. Pan. No, that's that's outstate. This, oh, that's outstate. Excuse me. I'm this, sorry. this is We're sort of this is definitely a lean meat situation. Um, probably <laughs> a chicken chicken tender, if I had to right. guess. So. Um, but Lean yeah. protein. It's all protein. It's exactly. So, yeah. so that is, and I apologize to all the, I, I know there's some stew heads out there. Stew yeah. heads. People so. love, people have genuinely been tweeting us Wondering things like, along the lines of, you guys should have some more people on the podcast. <laughs> like, like stew and can chicken you maybe fingers? not record any more podcasts <laughs> with just Brandon and John? Well, we're I mean, kind of tired. It's, we're, I mean, we're tired of listening to those two talk. And yeah, I can't speak for Dr. Fingers, but I know he's been very busy with his run for president. And it's not, you right. know, there's a lot of work. And right. I, I just wish Senator Klobuchar the best of luck. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, and I mean, moving has just been, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, I mean, everyone who says I'm never moving again, there's they're not being facetious it no. it sucks we have filled 18 yards worth of dumpster oh my goodness. with our stuff because we had we um bought a house from my wife's um, parents so we had a, like a whole storage room of all of their old stuff in addition oh. to our in addition to 20 years of detritus of right. our stuff so we have just been you know getting rid of all of that stuff this is via, the first time Mandy's yeah. had to go through her stuff yeah like and, she said it was a storage room when she was growing up so it's right. like that whole room of just and there were like boxes of just boxes <laughs> you know because you're need, you're gonna need boxes at some point you gotta wrap a present you need a box so um yeah so it's that, that has been my life for the last six weeks has been um moving and settling in and not podcasting so i have got so many hot takes, John. You literally are glowing. I am, I am like sitting, you have nuclear I, radiation <laughs> sitting atop a mountain of hot takes. From all of the hot takes that you have. That I've had to keep in, even though I treat way too goddamn much. And the- what better way to start divesting yourself of some of those hot takes <laughs> than to talk about the Minnesota Vikings? Oh, and since we, we haven't recorded a podcast mm-hmm. since they started the season. Yeah. Um, you were in Lambeau. I was in Lambeau for, for the game. this last weekend. Yes, my third trip to Lambeau. Um, I am now 0 3, so I don't <laughs> think I will be invited back anytime soon. Right. Um, You're I the got, Kirk Cousins of yes. Vikings fan. Yeah, and we, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, Kirk Cousins, $28 million a year. Everyone's very familiar with the contract right. that he signed. Um, I'm not so much concerned about the money as I am about the fact that he can't seem to play quarterback. If. The NFL should ever introduce a three Mississippi rule for rushing the passer. I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to be fairly well off. Yes. But if anyone runs towards him in any way, everything is a total disaster. And unfortunately for him, he is behind the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. Um, we talked a lot about Garrett Bradbury and his sweaty oh butt, but as it turns out he's not very good at blocking people. Um, the top two rated uh, middle defensive linemen, defensive tackles so far this year were Grady Jarrett and Kenny Clark. Um, they both went against Garrett Bradbury the it first was, two weeks. It's like, you remember the days when, I'm trying to think of a Twins pitcher for whom this would have been perfectly true. Let's just say late career Joe Mays, because he was in the booth last night. He was? When, yes, he oh, was. Wow. He was briefly in the booth with LaTroy and Dick Bramer. Huh. Um, late career Joe Mays, you would you would look at his batting average against stats, and pretty much every time 
you you looked at them, you could come up with another either current or future Hall of Famer to which Joe Mays was turning every Major League Baseball player into. Yeah. That's Garrett Bradbury <laughs> right now with trying to block other people. No matter who you put him up against, that guy is making his case for a bust in cannon. Because, <laughs> because he's, yeah, just, he's having trouble getting yes. in their way. And what I noticed, I mean, we had fairly good seats. And I mean, I, I know the seats on TV are better. Um, Cousins actually showed a little more mobility and like being able to escape from pressure. But the decisions he made after he did were are, horrendous. Yes. He he's, made, he's not good at that. No. He's not good at thinking on his feet. If he can drop <coughs> straight back mm-hmm. and throw to his number one receiver, mm-hmm. everything is fine. Uh, he, a beautiful 45-yard touchdown to Stephon Diggs. Absolutely. Just dropped it right in a bucket, 45 yards away, touchdown. Anything else that <sighs> happened? I mean, obviously the game-losing interception in the um, in the back of the end zone, horrible. Um, worse throw than that, um, Arif Hassan tweeted it today, um, was on the drive after that <laughs> um, when he basically led the Packers cornerback as Adam Thielen in vain tried to – he had a step on Adam Thielen. Yeah. He when had two it, steps on Thielen. When the wide receiver actually get, can't get close <laughs> he enough couldn't to get the defensive back to, to, to the try pass, to break it up. And he just dropped it. Otherwise, I mean, the game would have ended sooner than that. Um, I don't – man um, – I don't know what you can take away from the first two games. I mean, the first game was such an anomaly. I will say that the first half of the first game, really the first game as a whole, was Mike Zimmer's absolute wet dream. Oh, just story. I think uh, Rand called it Mike Zimmer erotica. Yes, it's yeah. one. It's everything Mike Zimmer ever wanted out of a football game. He yeah. wants the other team to turn the ball over and the Vikings to run the ball constantly, every single. And play. they do uh, uh, to the offensive line's credit; they can run block. <laughs> Some of the holes they were opening up. They can fall up, forward, but they can't um, get in any way. We were behind um, the Vikings offense um, in the third and fourth quarter and watching some of the holes they were opening up for um, Dalvin Cook, who, by the way, is a fantastic right. running back. I mean, I think we've learned that, if you can say healthy, that he is really, really good. And um, he was. they were making holes for him, and he was hitting them. And if they can do that, they will win. It's just... It does seem to be true, and this is something that I saw someone tweet, and I can't remember who, so I'm sorry whoever said this, but the Vikings basically could not pass off play action against the Packers, which goes against what you would think because they were running reasonably successfully, and they were running reasonably successfully against the Falcons as well. But it seems like even at this early stage, teams have figured out they're not going to run every play. Let's mm-hmm. just assume that they're going to pass, and we'll let Kirk Cousins destroy them yes. with his many mistakes. Yeah, on passing downs, um, I mean, the fact that they have two world-class receivers helps, but it doesn't help enough. Right. And it's – I, I uh, have you looked at the December schedule yet? No. <laughs> I, um, I like to go week to week, Stu. Oh Next my, man up. Oh Next game up. Um, I think it. Inv- I mean, there's like. I assume it's somehow four games against the Patriots. And it's no, no, no. Um, but it is four games against either on the road against solid defenses or in prime time against solid defenses. And what well, what does Kirk Cousins do in prime time, John? It, it, it's it's it, not it, great, John. It goes it goes well. He's, no, John, John, no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't, John. 
Um, whatever. Um, he's problems. the anti Chris Dolman. So he he takes all the problems he has as a quarterback, and then he presses <laughs> um, because he's in an, on national television. There's a Even, know, there's a Sunday night game and a Monday night game. I know for sure. And I think one of Chargers, Seahawks, Bears, uh-huh. Packers are all in that stretch of games. Like, and that's all December when it's going to be. You know. They'll probably be about six and seven, seven and six. Right. It'll probably. be it's, playoff scenarios. Yeah. Be I mean, they're going. They're going to win some games. I think. I, I'm. I'm. Once they give up and introduce the triple option, mm-hmm. I think that's going to help them yeah. a lot. Because I think the defense is good enough to keep them in games, and they can get the run going and keep the ball away from the offense and not make Kirk Cousins have to win the game. I think I think there's enough talent there. Yeah, we got a. It's a real Dilfer situation. It going is. On. It absolutely is, and I which just, would be fine if he wasn't the highest paid quarterback in the entire league. Yes, that's kind of a bummer because uh, not he, that I care. The Viking, no, I couldn't care less about what Ziggy Wilf is doing with his money. In fact, I hope he has to give more of it away. Yes, that'd be but ideal. Honestly, I you can't you can't necessarily separate those things. No, we are. We also we didn't mention that we are also watching the Twins game live. Yes, so we'll we be pro- providing our yes, podcast yes. listeners, as we always do, <laughs> with Twins updates it's that they real, will already know about. The, the real value add of the sport of podcast. <laughs> right. um, we we rebroadcast and retransmit, <laughs> but luckily it's so garbled that there's no way to tell. Yes. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can get give to you from the Vikings. Do you have any more hot takes? Do you want to talk about the kicking situation? Um, seems to be I don't fun. want to talk about the yeah. It seems it's it's the it's the least of their concerns right now. Honestly, they, they got really a forty eight yard extra point block, which is which is was funny. The kind of thing that used to happen once a decade. But. Um, let's see. They had a touchdown call back for because New Orleans uh got upset in the off season. I'm telling you, it's that's reviewable gonna, pass interference is insane. going to it's, kill that. Them. It's going to happen in a playoff game. It's it's. I mean, it probably won't happen to the Vikings this year, but it'll happen to somebody that's gonna. It's, I mean, it would be. I mean, it's not going to happen. The Saints are dead because <laughs> I, I I love you, Teddy, but I just don't know if they can I can overcome the breeze. Don't say anything absence. bad about. No, Teddy. not. Uh, it's just yeah, he needs a little help. Think, I think of how much better the Vikings would be. If oh, they had, they had Teddy right now, or even Case Keenum, man. <laughs> or even the wires. Or, Why is that true? Where's Blake Bortles this year? Oh no, no Bork Bortles. Uh, okay, we right. don't have probably to go. Bortles probably. We don't have to go that far down okay. the quarterback ladder. But yeah, um, gosh, I. The, um, the kicking game seems to be fine. I mean, they were they made all. Four, it hasn't screwed them yet. No, it so hasn't. Yet. They, the Vikings have made it farther this year than they have in past years without no. the kicking game screwing them out of. No, game. yeah, and I mean the new punter uh, England Concrete appears to be able to hold the snaps, <laughs> which is fine. And he punts fine. England Concrete. It's I, I can't. Um, it he's fine, and uh, Bailey seems to be fine, and they clearly made the right call. Um, um, not you know avoiding the sunk cost fallacy with Kari Vedvik, boy, who, who had who lost a game in the first week. That guy is having a year. <laughs> wow! Let me tell you, not every kicker can go to camp, not assuming that he would not make a team. Have a draft pick traded for him, which is an extremely rare thing when it comes to kickers. Not with the Vikings. Fail to make that team out of spring training. <laughs> Catch on with another team, lose the game in the first week, and immediately be cut. That yeah, is that is that is a level of failure rarely seen. Yes, in is. today's world. So it's I 
Yeah, I, I can't. I'm not going to worry about the kicking. I mean, I will eventually because I mean, you know it's a long winter. It'll screw him out of something. Oh yeah, but it, yeah, it will be the the pass interference thing. I think it's going to be. <laughs> that's still. I mean, the Packers fans who surrounded us didn't even understand what was going on. I mean, they were happy, but it's like, what? That's Did, fairly common for Packers. Yeah, I mean, they were all. I mean, yeah, there was like one a just, general sense of bonhomie yeah, with also a general it, sense of confusion. Yeah, um, there was one just clomper, just an idiot, just clap, just saying how great the Packers' run game was. They didn't even need to pass, which is in in interesting. Yeah, because I and we just are like, yeah. And then he like was just like doing all sorts of like you know trying to get us get our goats and it was like was it Ted Thompson? No, some like I'd say a, a conservatively seven hundred pound man, <laughs> um, uh, just just clapping it's... super loud in white, white New Balance sneakers. Um, and it's just like you know, it's dude, nice when Packers fans live down to their stereotype, it's like. You can't possibly hate the Vikings more than we do. <laughs> You'll never be able to take that title. Yeah, good from luck. Us, Make man. fun of them all you want. Yeah, it's like really literally a on record. He's like you know far worse things about. We're them. watching a magic quarterback, you know, do whatever he wants to do. Um, even after the Vikings made the really good adjustments to like you know hold him to twenty one points, and then seeing Kirk Cousins out there just struggling to hit anybody. Um, there were at least two pass, two other passes where he had guys wide open that would have resulted in score. So I can't get too mad about the touchdown that got taken away because I mean they had and they had an opportunity to steal that game. Right. They could easily be two and zero right now and that everybody'd be talking about oh we'll check that would have been extremely team. funny. Yes, it was because I mean they were killing them with the run and if he could have hit any open receivers or not thrown into quadruple coverage, <laughs> it would have been a whole different game. And that's why I mean I, I picked six and ten and everybody fired. But um I, How many I, I'm, more bad games does Garrett Bradbury have to have before we admit that Rick Spielman is involved in this? Um, boy, I mean, I, it's hard. I mean, the pass blocking has been so bad, and I, and this is not the first bad offensive lineman he's taken. If this is the case, right? And I mean, I don't know who is Oakland's interior lineman. I know they got rid of all their good players last year, so Ooh, in theory. If he's going to perform better, this would be it's a home game. It would be this would be the week that he started performing better. He's maybe Cortez learned something. Kennedy? It could be Cortez Kennedy. Or maybe Robert Gallery. They just <laughs> switched him over to defense. Um so I don't I don't know. Um but yeah. Whoever I, he is, he's gonna be a superstar this week. Okay. I hope he's looking forward to it. <laughs> Enjoy, sir. Mom, Dad, why don't you come to the game this week? Yeah, that's I I I don't want to say anything more about the Vikings. We have the Twins. We have the, twins, the twins to hang our hat on. We do. They're winning right now. Marty Perez is giving up uh, line shots he's, all over. He's making it. I think they're trying to get him his five innings, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know about this, guys. Because, yeah, they got um, a great start from Berrios yesterday. He got him seven and a third. Right. So bullpen is fairly well rested. It's kind of surprising that – they they were desperate to upgrade the bullpen for good reason. And they went out and got Sergio Romo, who I think has been good. I don't have any stats in front of me. Yeah. And Sam Dyson has been one of the most memorably awful free agent pickups. Not free agent pickups. Memorably awful twins acquired in twins history. The Tom Herb, Brett Boone level yes. of shame. It's, it's going down that road. Yes. That... We like to complain about a lot of other 
twins acquisitions. Rick Reed. Um, I almost called him Sam Dyson Madcaps. <laughs> <laughs> Just mid-season acquisitions that didn't work out poorly. And then there's the odd few that have worked out well, the Shannon Stewarts and such. But Sam Dyson is everything you, that you thought about Madcaps that you go back and look it up and it turns out it wasn't true. Sam Dyson lived down to all of that. Seriously. Genuinely. Just one of the worst pitchers in Twins history, followed by it turned out he was injured the whole time and didn't tell anyone. Exactly. And, I mean, you know, that first Marlins game that he came in, the day game, mm-hmm. then against one of the worst teams in baseball, and he just gets destroyed. And then they had to put in Taylor Rogers, who had worked like 17 straight games, and they lost a game. And I don't think that game is going to cost them a playoff seed. They're pretty yeah. well locked into that third spot. Um, yeah, they won't be... They won't be catching the Astros and the Yankees, but I but, they seem very unlikely to drop into the wild card picture. No, it seems point. very yeah. Sweeping uh, that doubleheader at Cleveland. Yes, and that's pretty much that, the end. Of yeah, the that season. was like one of my. We were um, in Wisconsin um, the day before the Packers game. I was there with my buddy Darren from high school. We road tripped across uh, Wisconsin with delicious uh, bottled waters because we're old now. <laughs> um, but we um, <laughs> got to the uh, the Plymouth Tap in Plymouth, Wisconsin. And watched the game on his phone, and that was, I mean... For this my, was the most dad road trip It ever. was, and it was the most... He, um, I would say it's the most exciting game slash two games I've watched since game 163. Right. Because it was totally... I mean, after Cleveland, you know, pulled the fast one on Friday night, getting them to burn the starter and then calling the game, um, which is, you know, if the Twins had done that, I'd say, hey, good move. You got, yeah. you, you got, rid, of, right. got rid of Clevenger. You got rid of... Um, all their 17 other great starting pitchers. Um, but bullpen games, um, what do you mean, a two to nothing bullpen game? Yeah, that's crazy. With the Twins bullpen, that's, that was exactly. the point I was trying to make. Like, the Roma's been, Roma's been fine, Dyson was awful. But somehow, despite the Twins bullpen being Taylor Rogers and nobody else before those two were acquired, <laughs> somehow, Tyler Duffy and Zach Littell and then they'd start bringing up guys from the minor leagues who throw 111 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Bruce Dark. Buster Gatorade. Buster Gatorade. Thank yes, you. Yes. Oh, thank you for saving me there. I was actually yeah, going to try to pronounce his name. What is, a foolish mm-hmm. attempt. No, don't, don't ever do that, man. Buster Gatorade. And who's the other guy they brought up? I can't even remember Jorge his name. Alcala? Jorge Alcala? Yeah. They, they throw smoke, and suddenly the Twins bullpen, it's, it feels a little bit more like, Oh, well, just get it, yeah. get it through the fifth, yeah. get it through and the sixth. Alcala, they got from the Presley trade, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually may turn out to be at least a non, not as bad as a first look trade, right? Well, well, I know Presley is like the best was, reliever on the best <laughs> team in baseball. So. It mostly just looked like the Twins hadn't bothered to try to develop him at all. Exactly. Then he went to Houston, and true. they said, "You should throw more curveballs. You're good at that." And yeah. he quickly transitioned into being the best uh, reliever, lights out receiver, yeah, um, reliever. Um, but yeah, in the second game. Um, we didn't. We watched a, maybe a third of it, and then the rest was all following it on our phones. At my buddy, um, the buddy who lives out there, and got us the tickets. It was his daughter's sweet sixteen. Great. So we're at we're at a hotel, and there's her and like seven other sixteen year olds screaming and you know doing six year old girls sixteen year old girls. And we're all like you know just looking into our phones, like following the game, and then when Snow hit the grand slam, just. The screaming sure. transition to a the screaming generation. transitioned. I mean, and then we ended up going to a place called Anglers Avenue. I think was the name of the bar, right? And just putting on a bunch of Eddie Money songs because Eddie Money had died. <laughs> so and scream, scream, so singing, a good day. scream, singing along the two tickets of paradise. <laughs> 
before we had to go watch Kirk Cousins ruin our dreams. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was a great day for baseball, Minnesota baseball, at least as a fan of it. It was more, more fun than I can remember having since 163. Right. Which is, that was a long time ago. It was, that's. We were all different people back then. Nine years ago? Uh, it's it's been a while. We were both writing for Twinkie Town, I think. God, that was a thousand years ago. I can't remember. I can't remember. There it was wasn't two thousand six. Yes, no, it was. It was in the Metrodome. It was in the Metrodome. I feel like we talk about game one that game one sixty three about every other podcast as we should. now. It was as we should. As if the Twins are good, we're going to end up talking about Carlos Gomez. <laughs> taking off and flying taking off and Alexi Casillas C and I single. <laughs> um, ah, those were the days. those were the days. We yeah, this te- um, so this team's going to win a hundred games. Yep, and, and still and go into the playoffs is probably a heavy, <laughs> a deservedly heavy underdog. Not necessarily their fault. Um, the American League is amazing. You're going to have three teams win a hundred games, possibly four, <laughs> maybe five, lose a hundred games. Maybe yeah, that is. And you're going to a have someone win over 90 games, maybe approach 95 and not get in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. Tampa and Oakland are both over 90. Cleveland is like at 88. Yeah, Cleveland will, Cleveland will win 90, which oh, yeah. I you mean, would think if you had said before the season you were going to win 90 games and play in the AL Central, mm-hmm. that's probably enough. You've probably done enough here mm-hmm. to to make the playoffs. and. T- Nobody really saw Tampa or Oakland coming, I guess. No, so. I mean, Oakland, every, I mean, they'll have like a bad year, and then the next two years, all their young guys will come up and they will do well. They, right. just have, they haven't actually made it, made it translate into an actual title, but, you know, this is one of those phases of like they're young and they're, right. they've won what, like 17 of 18 or something like that? I mean, they're, they're super hot. <sighs> so, yeah, it's weird. Oakland's so weird. Oakland is so weird. You forget yeah. about them because all their games take place at 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. at a horrible stadium in front of 6,000 people. <laughs> but um, those 6,000 people Tampa. are way into it. Yeah, for be- you, which, is better than Tampa, which is better than Tampa. Yeah. So, um, but God, that, that will probably be the, that looks like the wild card game right now. Unless Cleveland really. Tampa, Oakland is not exactly Major League Baseball's pick for a marquee no, wild no. card. No, that'll be the one that gets broadcast on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be the not even YouTube, Yahoo Sports, yeah. <laughs> which is weird because it's usually they save that spot for Jacksonville, Tennessee. Usually, <laughs> but um, somehow the Jaguars <laughs> and the Titans will play in that wild card game. Yeah, don't know and, how and it'll, it'll be in London. Make yeah. no mistake about it. But um, <laughs> um but yeah, the, um, try to have any other Twins talking points. Um, I'm bummed about Pineda. Have we done anything with Pineda? Or is he no, been... we haven't really said much that's about Pineda. Stu- I mean, that was like six weeks ago, it feels like. Yeah, now, but it was I mean, 10 but days I mean, ago. That stinks. Um, but I mean, Everybody's was, hurt. Everyone's hurt. Um, Kyle Gibson has chronic wasting disease. Yeah, he's terrible um, he's, again. But I mean, and he actually has an excuse. the chicken fingers. <laughs> yeah. Um, For the 15th consecutive year, his guy Kyle Gibson is so not working out. The playoff rotation is Barrios, Bar- Barrios, then Barrios. Then Barrios again. Then Barrios. It might be Barrios Odorizzi bullpen game at this point. And the best case scenario for the Minnesota Twins is the first round draw would be the New York Yankees. That's not the best case scenario. I'll take the I'll take the Astros every day 
to avoid having to play the Yankees in the playoffs. But the Yankees starting pitching is... Don't care. I know. I know Honestly, I, know. I don't I know. care. I know. If but you tell me that they literally just, have had every pitcher banned for drugs and they're going to put position players on the mound every game, I still would rather play the yes. Astros. And I know the Astros are an amazing the Astros best team will, in baseball. The Astros will win the World Series. That's year. true. And I still... I would much rather play the Astros in the first round of the playoffs and get swept than have to deal with another well, I mean, uh, Well, I mean, the games will be quicker. That's true. Those uh, The Twins-Yankees series will all be like that 12-11, 11-inning game where Aaron Hicks beat them. Yeah. It's, they're all going to be like that. Can't so handle the, it. So the, oh, it's going to be so stressful, and it's going to be five hours every goddamn night. And Can't it's, handle it. No, I mean, I get that, but it's also their – I mean, it really is their best chance to get out of the first round. I don't want to get out of the first oh, round I then. I, I want know. them to lose to the Astros because I can't handle it. Honestly, that's that's not that's not an invalid point of view oh, at all. It just it sucks. It sucks so much. I know because they're. I mean, this has been such a fun year. It has. They're, again, they're even going, though, even though everybody's hurt now. Yeah, but all they do is hit home runs. My brother pointed out something today. I don't think he tweeted this, but if the Twins fail to steal, I think it's three or four bases over the next twelve games, they're going to be one of only. 20 teams since the expansion area that's finished a year with fewer than 30 steals. And I got to imagine Buxton had 21 of those. They're a softball team. They're basically a softball team. They are. Everybody hit 30 homers and can't run at all. Yeah. Their second baseman can't run. Their shortstop slow. Their third baseman are all first basemen. Mm -hmm. Their outfielders are all first basemen. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing but first basemen. I, I don't know if there's a way to somehow quantify what the Twins' defense is with Byron Buxton in the lineup versus what it is without him in the lineup. But I have to imagine they have the worst defensive defensive efficiency of any team in the major leagues oh, yeah. without Buxton. Yeah. Because um, it's just it's dudes who can't run but can rake. Yeah, and it's it's like you got three Jason Kubels out there. Yeah, you got, it's Kubels all the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's your, we got a there show we title, go. awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, right, yeah, we didn't write it down, but it, we'll write it down. Um, the Boy Geniuses built the best lineup since 1965. Right. Better than the two World Series teams. The only one that compares is 1965. Right. The team that lost to Sandy Koufax. Yeah. That's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we should we save the how can you actually make this better Conversation for well, after the playoffs. <laughs> the way you can make this better is by having starting pitchers yeah. that don't go to hell or get suspended. Exactly. So, I mean, we can talk about that. But, I mean, I think there's a way forward. I think I know that every other Twins podcast and sports radio in town has talked about, well, you move Eddie Rosario um, to get and you plug Alex Kirilov in for him. And hopefully what you get for Rosario is either a young arm that's close to the bigs or an actual big league starter. And it's I just such I just, a lottery ticket. I, I, know, wanna, I know. I like the lineup. I do too. Assume. I mean, at some point, Miguel Sano is going to have to start playing first base instead of third base. Yes. I think we can all admit to ourselves now that while he may be a serviceable third baseman, he's serviceable in the way that Williams Astudillo is yes. serviceable at third exactly. base. Which is this is exciting and entertaining, but nobody is going to mistake Astudio for but, yeah. a great defensive third base. A road playoff game with Williams Astudio at third base <laughs> is going to be <laughs> the most... It's I amazing I don't that know that might anyone, be the best case scenario. I don't know if anyone's ready for that. I don't know if anyone's ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm, 
I, on the one hand, I'm not ready for that. On the other hand, I'm fully ready for that. Because if they if they do end up playing the Yankees, if there's anyone in the world that can break the Yankees curse, it's, it's Williams. Williams he, he clearly just he plays. He's in Williams land he is. the entire time. He, there's, he does not care. <laughs> he just he does what he does. He's going to swing at the first pitch. He's going to run like hell. He's going to have awesome hair, and everyone's going to love him. Mm-hmm. And it's, he is outside of Buxton. He's obviously my favorite twin. Well, he's. He's I think he's everybody's twin. second favorite twin. Yeah. Everybody is a favorite twin. Yes. Um, is my favorite twin, yeah. I guess, so I shouldn't uh, say he's yeah, everybody's yeah, second not. favorite. He's just wonderful. He's, everybody loves he, him. He's beautiful and perfect. Nelson Cruz is batting right now. Everybody loves he's, him. Yeah, it's 5-1 uh, to one in the fourth. Uh, Martin Perez. Got uh, out of the fourth. Got out of the fourth. We were complaining about it already, and he got out yeah. of it. So We already have a three-run home run. <laughs> we, I think oh, I saw that the, um, the first run was uh, a home run by Ryan Lamar. No, that can't be. <laughs> Seriously, Ryan even Lamar. Ryan Lamar is going. Deep. Ryan Lamar is going deep. A guy who um, Twins were able to trade for after the trade deadline because he never got into the major leagues this year. <laughs> Let it, he he cannot play in the playoffs because he can't go on the playoff roster because they traded for him too late. That's that's something else. And then Miguel Sano hit one that is still traveling over the North Loop. It is, yeah, it's probably like bouncing around apartments that we couldn't afford, so we had to move to St. Paul. <laughs> um, St. Paul's better. You don't want to live in the it North is, Loop. This is, it's There's great. nothing I, good I, about the I, North I, Loop. I, I, this place is amazing. No, like I, said, I would like to move here as it's, well. It's great. I, I would recommend it to people. Um, should we go to uh, topic three? Topic three, go for football. This was quite the weekend when wow. you look back at it. You had the Twins, mm-hmm. doubleheader with the Indians, great day for baseball. Mm-hmm. You had the Vikings playing the Packers, oh, terrible day for football. Yeah. And, and you had the culmination of... As somebody put it, the Gophers' run of why the hell would you schedule that team? You idiots! <laughs> uh, it was a I think it was Jason Kirk from yes. uh, from Banner Society. Just absolutely okay, well, nonsense okay. teams that we you can, should not yes, schedule. We, we can start from week one since it's been a while. Week right. one was um, South Dakota State. South Dakota State, one of the best, possibly the best FCA. team in one double A. Yeah, and um, they scheduled the Jackrabbits, and they were losing to them. They were losing at home, at home in the fourth quarter, deservedly, yeah. and the. South Dakota State made a whole bunch of mistakes, including mm-hmm. throwing a pick and fumbling the ball, mm-hmm. and the Gophers pulled it out. Yes. Week two. Scheduled Fresno in Fresno, mm-hmm. where Fresno State has not lost since October 2017. <laughs> a legitimately good football Two years, team. possibly. Boise State is probably fe- favored to win the Mountain West, but Fresno State's going to push them. Yeah. Almost beat USC the week prior. Probably should have beat USC the week prior. And... One million things happened. We couldn't possibly recap them all. Um, they well, should have lost, and then they should have lost, and then they should have lost again. They required scoring a touchdown on fourth and eighteen, where the receiver couldn't. Chris Obman Bell couldn't he physically couldn't get a foot down, and somehow did. Yeah, um, in the pros, they would have lost because yes. you need to put. Two, he had barely got the one. He got a toe in. Basically, he, he got a toe in, and it was also the only place that. Pass could have been completed. Yeah, unbelievable. It was a, it was a really, it was. I mean, it was a really good pass, and obviously even better catch. <laughs> they screwed up in overtime, and then Antoine Winfield Jr. for the second consecutive year mm. ended Fresno State's hopes with an interception. And it was a interception where the receiver was wide open. That's correct. He was actually dumbfounded that the ball wasn't in his hands behind the defense, and the quarterback exactly floated it slightly, and Winfield exactly. managed Winfield to pick it up managed and like, close like a ten foot gap in a second and a half. Yeah, but the camera angle is just 
both years, both interceptions from from where the camera was, you looked at it and you said, "Oh my God, that's a touch!" Oh, and then Winfield picked Game's it over. up. It's. I was at the Fresno State game last year, and the same way they ran a halfback pass on the goal line, and you saw the receiver standing by himself, and somehow Antoine Winfield Jr. went full Spider Man and actually transported himself across the end zone to pick it up. And basically the same thing happened against Fresno State. Yeah. And then they play against Georgia Southern. They screw up in an extremely gopher football manner. Everyone who's watched gopher football over the past 20, 30, 50 years has seen multiple games like the one against Georgia Southern. They were up 28 to 20 in the fourth quarter driving – Six minutes left, they attempted to kick what would have been the game-clinching field goal because Georgia Southern is an option team, and Mm -hmm. for all of their many qualities, they're not going to score twice in six minutes without something happening. Well, something did happen, which was they got a field goal block return for a touchdown. They got the ball back, immediately tried to throw a pass and had one of those amazing things where the quarterback gets sacked, the ball goes straight up in the air, and a lineman picks it off and runs it back for a touchdown, which... Right there, if you stop right there, is exactly what gopher football has been for a million years. But as I've said before on this podcast, P.J. Fleck is a witch doctor, and the brainwashing that he's running is breaking the curse. It's, It's too confusing. It doesn't make any sense. But what he's doing is he's brainwashing all of us, and the past curses that have held gopher football down no longer hold because somehow they came back Farted around in midfield with the ball for about six consecutive plays and somehow got it down to the four-yard line and then threw a touchdown pass with 14 seconds left on the clock. There's um, no possible way that happens. You mentioned prior to the recording that you were not watching the game. I was not at. watching the game because it was I have two young kids, and mm-hmm. so somebody agreed to watch our children. So I was out on a date with my wife, mm-hmm. and my wife is great, many is wonderful in many ways, but... She at no point was going to say, yes, let's watch the Gophers play a Sunbelt team for day <laughs> Um So we weren't. So I was only following the game through text message updates from friends. And I got to tell you, that was a wild way to follow that Georgia Southern game. And we should probably uh, let our listeners know, I will ask you, um, how's Dave? <laughs> Dave is surviving. He's, he's resting comfortably. The doctors say that that he will probably pull through. Hey, Mandy's here. Oh, hey, it's my, my wife. Carrying a wine glass full of water. Wow, that's really nice. That's not water. I was trying to, I don't know, I, was, I, I think I was mentally faking out the video that's not happening right now. Like I wanted for all the people who are watching on video, which is nobody, this is an audio podcast. I was trying to make you seem like less of a lush, I guess, and instead nah. that didn't work. We were just talking about gopher football, and my brother's resting comfortably. He's he's doing well. The doctors say that he just needs a lot of quiet. Yep, he's at Gudakus Acres right now. <laughs> <laughs> the gophers will not provide that. And you look at the gophers, probably their next five weeks are about the same as their first three weeks. They Do could, they have a bye week this week? I, I honestly don't remember. but And I couldn't tell you their, their next five-game schedule either. No. But um, I do remember looking at it and go, they could easily – Without being much better or worse either way, they could easily be three and five or eight and zero. 
Yeah. Even um, I think they play Rutgers in there. Even that game, oh, yeah. they could lose that one. Oh, yeah. I don't or think they got Rutgers, Purdue, Illinois, Maryland, something like that. Something in some like order. That. And then, then the hard part starts. Yeah. Then the teams that <laughs> actually are decent in football. So we'll see what happens there. But at this point, I I think my prediction of 12-0 and 0 and going to the college football yeah. playoff is mm-hmm. still in and yeah, my, it's in play. Yeah, my hot take of which was not recorded because I was never on the show this summer um, that the uh, Gophers would win more games than the Vikings this year. That's I think that's still in play. That's definitely in play because yeah, we just we just don't the Vikings. We just don't know. There's we just, just don't know. There's just no knowing with either one of them. No, it's not an exciting time. No, it's 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 nerve wracking to be honest. So, but yeah, I uh, it's I. Watched the end of the Gopher game at a some at, some bar while singing Eddie Money songs. No, that was that was much later at night. Um, I try. I I, I can't remember. I don't even know if I have a good story for it. But we just watched the end of it, and we were just surprised that something good happened. Because um, my friend Darren, who I went there with, he's a U of M grad as well. So he's right. he has been. Darren sounds like quite the guy. He's been. Well, he's from Hector, so you yeah, know he's. God's country. God's country. He'll be at the reunion this weekend. <laughs> my um, and again, I think everyone so you guys knows can all line up on one side. Everyone and fight knows all the kids from Buffalo Lake. <laughs> everyone knows that you are the most spiritually old person on this podcast. <laughs> but I am the most. I am. Man. I am the most actual old. This is my thirty-year uh, class reunion this weekend at the Oakdale Country Club, um, which I guess I think is technically in Hutchinson, but I'd, I'd have to. You'd have Wait, to it's not it. in Oakdale. Um, Oakdale's just a name and the state of mind. <laughs> Um, but I think I thought it was going to be an interesting choice for Buffalo Lake Hector to hold their reunion in the Eastern Metro, but yeah, I, oh, man, I, if I could have had it at Surly, I think I would have. But yeah, I, that would have been fine. That would would have been. Can, it can have been, have their reunion at Surly? It would have been me. I think at Surly. <laughs> um, Honestly, at I this could, point, you probably could have an Ordinville High School reunion in the Twin Cities, and it would be fine. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you got the farm. I'll kids. talk to the class president. No, she's still working in Nordenville. She'll she'll oh. probably want it there. Pizza we'll be in the basement of the VFW again. Oh. That was where the ten year was. I can't imagine we go into a place different for the twenty year. Yeah. Although I will say we we went to that reunion. I don't know why I'm telling class reunion stories, but I did enjoy. I I got to the reunion and said, oh, "I'll buy you a beer," and I said it to about six people. So I went up to the bar and said, "I need six Mickle Knights or whatever was there," and I said, "How much is that?" And they said, six bucks." <laughs> I thought, you know, there's nothing wrong with Ordenville. Kind of like it here. We all had a good time after that. That's awesome. Mandy, I'm going to use the restroom. All right, um, Mandy. You ask John. You can talk about the Broncos talk, and the Bears. You can talk about the Broncos, or um, you can um, ask John about ask John about the Wild or uh, Minnesota United. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I didn't come here to talk. I just... I didn't come here to talk. I came here to drink. <laughs> yeah, my, I was bored, so I just thought I'd come and hang out. You know, you missed the St. Paul section of the podcast where we were talking about moving. Are you recovering from moving? No, we're not done. We're not done. Right. We actually have to... Uh, Stu is basically rattling every door. I don't know if that came through on the podcast, but it sounded like he tripped and rolled through it the doors. It sounded like he was like locked in and trying to fight the doors. Stu has had out. a beer during the podcast. I don't know how many, but the the push doors really seem to give him trouble there. They're big beers. They're pounders. Yeah. So, uh, no, we're not done yet. Along with going to the reunion this weekend, we are also bringing the rest of our stuff down mm. from St. Cloud still. Um, I keep thinking we probably could have gotten more on the U-Haul that we brought right. last week. But by the time we got done emptying the the U-Haul on Wednesday, um, it was good that we didn't put any more on there because <laughs> we, were, we were done. I, I we asked were, you how the move went and he said, well, we're still married. So We actually have. Somehow we've managed to not get into a fight yet. Wow. I think we've been... A little irritated with not each other, but it's easiest life in general. With life in general, and mm-hmm. it's easiest to kind of like redirect that to the person who happens to be standing closest exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. Know how that exactly. goes. Exactly. But I me. mean, no, I have no idea how that goes. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. Does she listen? Does Lisa uh, she, listen? To this? <laughs> she generally fast forwards to the end to see if we're talking about being dads, and then sort of works backwards from there. So oh, the part if that we I get. Call- I call it coffee chat. Yes, coffee chat. Dad <laughs> life. If if we talk about the Wilder Minnesota United coming up here, then she'll never hear this because she'll skip back and hear me talking about Jared Spurgeon contract and say, "Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> listen to that anymore." So yeah, it definitely could have been worse, uh, but we're we're figuring it out. We're almost there. We just got a little bit more work to do. One and long trip. It's got to be done by the end of the, the end of the day Sunday because we close. Early Monday morning. Right. So, oh, at that point, and there's you a light just, at the end of the tunnel. Anything you don't want, you can just leave in the house. They've actually kind of said that. Yeah. They, it's like, you oh. know, that's not really like what you want to do. We're just trying to be good, like sellers, basically. Right. Because you don't want to leave just a ton of shit for them to have to deal with after they've agreed to buy the house. So. Well, and they offered to take care of yeah. stuff, too, but it's like we want to take care of as much as we can on our own. I took a picture of you guys. Do you mind if I post it? No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I wanted to ask before I... Boy, this is our multimedia... You didn't ask when I was in the hot tub. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm married to you. I'm not married to John. (laughs) Aren't you? (laughs) This podcast is binding legally. I'm married to the forest. You're married to the podcast. (laughs) And boy, I can't say you're a winner there. No. No. It's just downhill for you. Um, so Jared Spurgeon. So Jared Spurgeon. Yes. I, the thing about Jared Spurgeon that I think is endlessly noted in just about every article written about him is that he's the best defenseman in the NHL that nobody thinks is any good. You have to be, you either have <laughs> to be like an analytics, really devoted to analytics or someone who covers the Minnesota Wild. To have any idea who Jared Spurgeon is. I think if you asked anybody who covers the league nationally or covers an Eastern team whether Jared Spurgeon is worth the contract that he signed, which is seven and a half million for seven years, five years, I can't actually remember. Mm-hmm. 
if you asked any of them, they'd say, no, that's way too much. Who the heck is Jared Spurgeon? But pretty much whoever the Wild put him with is amazing. Mm-hmm. Last year, they for the longest time, he was, he was Jonas Brodeen, and Brodeen was amazing. Then Suter was terrible, so they switched Spurgeon over, and suddenly Ryan Suter became amazing, and Jonas Brodeen became terrible. So... He's he's like the he's like the multiplier of the wild defensive core. Whoever you need to get better, you just put Jared Spurgeon with them, and suddenly they're amazing. And it's particularly amazing because Jared Spurgeon is a tiny little man who looks like he's 13 years old, <laughs> to the point that his coach was making cracks about how he has three kids and they all look older than he does. <laughs> in, that it's got to hurt a little bit if you're Jared Spurgeon, but he's. He came to the Wild on a tryout contract. He got dumped from whichever team drafted him because they didn't think he had it, and he's turned into an amazing defenseman. And it sort of highlights that that's really the Wild's strength, especially now that they're getting Matt Dumba back from injury. Their top four defensemen are pretty good, assuming that Suter doesn't get old or his leg doesn't fall apart again. They've got they've got Suter and Spurgeon and Matt Dumba and Rodine, and that's a pretty good top four. And if you ask enough old-time hockey people, they'll all tell you that it starts starts with the defense and starts with the the, the top pairings. And so, if if they can put together enough goals up front, you'd think they'd be fine. The real problem with the Wild as it is and has always been that Devin Dubnik is just not really that good. If <laughs> it's it's a little hard to see because the Wilds' defense is so good, like I was saying, that Dubnik probably has the easiest job mm-hmm. of any goaltender in the NHL. And so the fact that they don't also have the best goaltending in the NHL is an indictment of Dubnik, uh, of Dubnik that he he should have the best numbers of any goalie in the league and doesn't. And he's just sort of league average. And so as long as... As long as Dubnik's not playing well, then the Wild are slightly in trouble because they're not going to score a lot of goals either. But as we've said a million times in this podcast, goaltending is goaltending. And this could be the year that Devin Dubnik is absolutely amazing. It hasn't happened before, but that doesn't mean it's about, not about to happen this year. Um, how? What is their cap situation like? Still just torture? They, <laughs> for the last... I would say 45 years, and I know the Wild haven't existed that long, but pretty much for the last 10 years at least, the Wild have been up against the cap in some way. And they're up against the cap this year. They they made one big free, free agent signing, which was Matt Zuccarello, and he's signed for way too many years at about at reasonable money, and that was pretty much all they could do. They don't, they don't have room to do anything else, and that's kind of fine. Although there were weird rumors that they were one of the teams that was making crazy offer sheets to Mitch Marner, which was surprising because Marner just signed for $11 million a year or something like that. So I don't know how the Wild were planning to pull that off exactly. So your um, take on Bill Guerin right now? Yeah, he seemed, everybody likes him. It's a little bit, I'm trying to think of a comparison for a previous Minnesota front office executive or coach leaving. Maybe when Tom Thibodeau left last year, and everybody involved with the Timberwolves is like, oh, finally, <laughs> we can breathe again. It, it was a little bit that way with 
Let's just say that nobody went out of their way to compliment Paul Fenton when asked about what Paul Fenton was really Let's like. just say that if you're ever wondering if you should subscribe to The Athletic, um, you should do it just for Russo's TikTok on the Paul Fenton <laughs> uh, fire in. It was. Because it's, uh, it's man. Just, you don't usually see someone getting so much crap dumped on them publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, with names, um, with multiple sources, with just, it was just. Yeah, it wasn't people bothering to hide what they were saying. No. It, it was, was just, just like, a lot of backhanded compliments. This guy like, sucked well, and he had Paul to go. had his own way of doing things. Yeah, but he was bad at things and he shouldn't have been here in the first place. He set the front office back 10 years and only one year, which is mm-hmm. difficult. And again, it's unlike certain other Minnesota teams, they did not try to stick with the bad decision to make it not look like a bad decision. Right. They just owned up to it and got rid of him. <laughs> Greg Leopold may be an idiot, but he's willing to look like an idiot. <laughs> which puts him ahead of every other Minnesota owner in years, I can tell. Yeah. Um, so that's that's wild chat. Um, first, You live in St. Paul now, Stu. You have to be our first, wild correspondent. First preseason games tonight, The right? first preseason games tonight. I was hoping, and I, I said this via The 11-month hockey season has begun. We had August off, everybody. Uh, it was delightful last night uh, no, the Twins are in commercial. I'm going to flip over to a random NHL preseason game. Oh, man, it's it's September 16th. Yeah, it's it's barely yeah, Labor Day. That's a long Day. season, man. That is a long season. The the season ended in the middle of June. Sure did. And it's the middle it of September. And barely, here we go. yeah. And people it's, talk about the NBA season being too long, which it's it like is. The soccer season. <laughs> oh God, and there's our transition. Oh, um, you're Minnesota United. You're Dude, I'm so glad you're back on the podcast. I haven't actually gotten to talk about Minnesota United for six months because every time I try to. Brandon literally says, shut up, shut up, stop talking, <laughs> shut up. Um, there are many, uh, first of all, there's many uh, fine places to get Surly Bruin at uh, Allianz Field. Um, if you're, all if you're, of which have a line that's 400 people long. Eh, well, what are you gonna do? Let's go, Allianz sorry, Field. Sorry. You need to manage things a little better. Though. Sorry, sorry. Every sorry, time I've me. been there, it's the kind of place where you can't get a beer because you can't wait that long. Is that another home run? No. Oh, never mind. It's just a long fly ball. There are only two kinds of twins at bats. There's the ones that end in home runs, and there's the ones that end in long fly ball. The uh, Luis Arias exception. <laughs> there's the ones <laughs> that barely, he's barely they Rod hit Carew. a trick pool shot. Yes, he's, he's Rod Carew. There's That's all there is to it. We can get back. Yep. If we ever do another podcast. Right. Um, but um, the I'm United, just going to come here. There's a pool table. There's Pac-Man. We got everything here. Um, the United are in third place. That's right. They're they are sitting pretty well. Even though every, I mean, if you follow United on Twitter, and God knows why you would, um, they've wanted to fire Adrian Heath for about no matter what five happens years now in any Minnesota United game, good or bad. If you go on Twitter and you look hard enough, you're going to find somebody who wants Adrian Heath fired for mm-hmm. it. If it's good, they want him fired because it can't possibly be good again, and so he needs to be fired right away. And if it's bad, they want him fired before the game is over. It's he's a he's a divisive figure, to put it mildly, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to look at the Minnesota United season and feel a little bit like they're doing well in spite of Adrian Heath. But then, who the heck knows? Sometimes he does crazy things that work. And sometimes he does crazy things that are just crazy things. And it's hard to separate those two. <laughs> um, but they are in third place. They have a week off. And they have a huge game at Portland. Is that correct this weekend? Which is, it's kind of a strange place to be when you're playing Portland. Because Portland's biggest strength is just sitting back and defending and defending and defending. And hoping that 
hit you on the counterattack. And if they is Jacques Lemaire their coach? Jacques Lemaire is their coach. That was her chicken fingers. Yes, he'll, he'll be happy with that. Um, so it's a little bit strange because their stadium was under construction to start the season. So they've played 29 consecutive home games at this point. And they've actually struggled somewhat because at home they're supposed to be the team that's attacking and they have no idea what to do with the ball when they get it. <laughs> they need they need as many of your players to be in their end of the field so that they have some room to work. And if they're going against an actual defense, it's a little bit confusing for them. And the confusing part for Minnesota United fans is that the Loons actually have a defense this year. And for anybody who's followed the team for the last couple of years, you know that that is a very odd feeling. <laughs> it's extremely odd to watch Minnesota United score a goal and think, that might be enough. They could win this game. They probably should go on and win this game because they're up one to nothing in the 34th minute. Whereas in previous years, you would think, hope they're about to score four more. They got some work to do here. <laughs> one one is not enough. Just just merely for making them half decent, Aiko Parra deserves the MLS Defender of the Year award. Doubly so because the guy who won it every other year, Chad Marshall, retired in the middle of the season because he finally got tired of getting hurt, and he was like 49 years old. So Aiko Parra should and probably will win that award. Well, that's good. Um, do you have anything to say about Minnesota United? I feel like you're plugged in just because you work sort of in between Minneapolis and St. Paul, and therefore you must be very plugged into the Minnesota United scene. Um, you just, take the train to work? I do, and um, people take the train from Surly to Allianz. Um, we still have that um, ra- that railgating deal. That was Holly's idea, basically. Ooh. You park the car or your bike or you just walk there, and then we like sell you basically a, a light rail ticket and a beer for 10 bucks. Light rail ticket's good for... 24 hours. That's a solid deal. So, yeah, and you don't have to park around uh, Midway because that's... Because you can't park around Midway. There are four parking spots. I do... The the two games I've gone to this year, I've taken the the A-line down from Rosedale, which is in my neighborhood because mm-hmm. I live in Roseville. And that actually has been extremely convenient. Well, good. I can't complain about public transportation in this way. And it's kind of fun because the buses are always packed full of soccer fans, which yeah. is still... I know that it's very common now and 20,000 people go to every game and stuff. But the idea of getting on a bus and going to a Minnesota United soccer game, like five years ago, that idea was absolutely foolish. <laughs> well, first of all, they don't allow buses in Blaine. Yeah. That's public transportation, buses, that is, which is communism. They're, they're, they're <laughs> shot on site exactly. in Blaine. <laughs> so there was, there was literally nothing else you do, which was a fun tailgating scene because all the National Sports Center is is parking spots. It is. So it was fun to go up there and tailgate. Acres and acres of parking. <laughs> Just so many. It's You can see it from space, I think. You really can. There's so many soccer fields. You can just... You, you don't even need, for, with the naked eye, you don't need a, but not, what, what am I going for? Telescope. Satellite. Yeah. Satellite. Satellite is what you're going for. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, John is on day nine of whole 30, by the way, in case you're wondering. Oh, he's yeah. not, he's not drunk. He's not, he, he, well, he is tired. He has two young children, but he also <laughs> hasn't had a carb in nine days and he's, he's just ultimately bored with all of He life. actually, he just ate his entire ring finger, <laughs> but it's, which is weird, but he's you know. He's licking I, the table for a reason. Yes. Does this table have any nitrates in it? <laughs> no, it's, it, it's it's compliant. How about these flowers? <laughs> Most delicious thing I've seen in a week and a half. 
So I'm, as my as my mispronunciations go, this one baby dietary, yeah, rather than just my general broken brain. Oh God! So oh, that's that's five sports. That's five sports. We got, we got five through sports five. Well, we didn't get any Timberwolves stock. Do you have any Timberwolves yeah, stock? Has anything happened? Um, Ryan Saunders is the coach. Okay, I mean, he seems that like a nice guy. guy. The, their whole season, and we'll get to season previews when Brandon is actually here, but their whole season is basically dependent on can Andrew Wiggins produce like a normal NBA player rather than the worst, the biggest long-term first round bust so, yeah. in at least three years. If he's oh, a yeah. good player, the Timberwolves might be good. If yeah. he's a bad player, they don't really have the space to do anything else. No, they don't. All right, Andrew Wiggins, it's on you. There? Canada, we're depending on you. Come on, Canada. Pick it up, Canada. America's hat, more like America's anchor. Damn. Um, we got... Uh, Time for a live Twins report. Uh, twins, White Sox, top six, five, three Twins. Trevor May got the uh, kill to rally in the top of the fifth, is on in the top of the sixth. Marty Perez. Marty Perez could not get through Doing five. what Marty Perez does. <laughs> did, <sighs> did just enough not to lose. We're going to get... The Twins are and going to play. To be, he would be the number three starter. They're going to play game. a playoff series where they have to start Martin Martin Perez. Perez to, okay, they, there's a very realistic scenario where they go zero two on the road to start, and then they come back at home at a must win game with Martin Perez as the as the starting pitcher. This stare can't. <laughs> this one hundred thousand yards are not enough for this stare. <laughs> Incredibly fun team. Yeah. Oh my god! Let's not. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to let it happen, John. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it, John. I'm probably not going to. Nah, it's it. it's going to suck. It's going to hurt so much. Why? Yeah, maybe, maybe I won't get the internet hooked up at home. Maybe <laughs> I'll just keep coming <laughs> down here to the party with your wife. I have to recommend that it'll just be text oh, for me. We're um, we're Kitty Corner from Black Sheep. We actually had her for. Well, I mean, does it count as a date night if you have your kid with you? Probably not. But uh, speaking of somebody who has a three month old, yes, I'm yes. going to go ahead and say it does count. Yes, anywhere you go that you don't have the oldest child with you, that counts as a as date night. Or sitting down to dinner and talking for four minutes, that also counts as date night. Oh, we'll be this is true. She's. I, I. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just happy to. You not. got. I mean, this is a good. You got black sheep right there. Tin whiskers is right there. I'm happy to not be commuting. It's really all like. Are know. you taking the train every day? I am taking the train every day. The big city feels must be off it's, the chart. It's yeah. He I, keeps calling it the choo choo job. I'm choo choo. I, I keep yelling choo choo when I get on. Just you know, because <laughs> you know there are some people there who are going through some things yep. on the train, and I just want to make sure. Especially in this side of town, it's, 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 it's. I'm walking up to the biggest guy on the train and telling him, "Hey, I've I've got my own problems." <laughs> so. So just, I'm just yelling choo-choo. If you're going to have a crisis on public transportation, it's going to happen on the eastern half of the Green Line here in yeah. Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yes. So, uh, so, so Stu is just living that every day. I am living it's the It's kind of – are you annoyed by the walk from the train to Surly yet? Only on day one because it was pouring out. Mm-hmm. It was that uh, just awful morning. Yeah. I the, the one time I took the train to Surly, I had this idea that – and I, I know the geography of Minneapolis well enough – to know that I shouldn't have had this expectation, but I had this idea that I would step off the train and Surly was basically right around the corner. And so I was slightly disappointed when 10 minutes later I was still walking. <laughs> yep. It's, it's about a seven minute walk. I just get uh, train stations by the uh, Fresh Time grocery store in Prospect Park. So, right. it's, it's, so you get out, buy yourself a $14 salad. And... 
Just eat they that have, on the way to work. They have, they have a lot of good deals there. Don't, don't recommend <laughs> it. More like whole paycheck. Wait a second. Uh, Wrong joke. Diff, different, Wrong different, joke. Different cons, grocery concept. So. All right. We've covered every sport in town. Yep. Um, the kids are doing okay? The kids are doing okay. This The, the youngest has started... To sleep through the night, and oh. so life is. We're gonna make it. Yes, good. You're through. <laughs> Prior to that, you've gotten through basic. Okay. Yeah, we we've reached a point where one of our kids, our kids are equally likely to wake us up at night. Mm-hmm. Not to the point where one of them was gonna get up once, the other one was gonna get up six times, and then there's just no there's no there's no talking about it when things are that bad. You don't. Yeah. You don't mention how poorly things are going. You don't complain about it. You just you sit around the dr- dinner table with your jaw sort of set, like this, mm-hmm. and you just wait for it to be over. Yep. And you drink, and, but unless you're on but not party. to, but but not to enjoy yourself, just to survive. Mm-hmm. And then when the youngest started sleeping mostly through the night, it it just became it's like life starts again. Like, you know the sound of the record, like, like spinning up? That's what it felt like. So we're going to survive. We're probably not going to give away either child. Trevor May just gave up back-to-back home runs. Now it's five to five. Okay. <sighs> yep, there's, that's a proper note to end the show on. Huh? Yeah. That's the sport of podcast way. Mm-hmm. What was that uh, episode of um, MST 3000? Booze. Booze. Health parents relate to their kids. Yeah. <laughs> God willing, someday I won't be doing Whole30 and I'll be able to drink again. As for now, it's only sweet, sweet, natural heroin that gets me through. Yep. It's got to be organic, free-range heroin, but that's not hard to find. Where did you source this opium? <laughs> Tell me more about how this is growing. Organic fertilizer only. Perfect. Perfect. Here we go. All right. That's enough. All right. That's enough. We've done enough. We'll see. Dude, you. It's good. It's good to it's, talk to you. It's again. good to be back. <sighs> it's good to be back. I don't have to deal with Brandon yelling at me. Oh, he'll yell at you. Oh, he'll yell at me. I wonder if Chicken will yell at us. Um, We haven't done anything to make it matter to us. That doesn't matter. Oh, I know it doesn't matter, but there's. Oh, man. Did we Let's insult see. Zim? Um, we to insult Zim. I uh, no, I don't think I. I gotta. I, I, I'm, I'm rusty, so I can't think of a cheap shot at Zim to make him mad. <laughs> no, no. So I got not. Yeah. So nothing yet. Man, people just keep walking by here like with towels and bathing suits on. It really is. You're living in a hotel. It's kind of cool. I feel like Zach and or Cody. <laughs> Perfect. See you later, everybody. I'm. I'm never leaving. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.